Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. My guest today is a comedian, actor, and a very nice human being. She's appeared in TV shows on Netflix, Disney Plus, and Apple TV. That's the big three, ladies and gentlemen. You may have seen her on The Mindy Project, Dead to Me, or Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've had the pleasure of working with her as a stand-up comedian, and she absolutely brought the house crumbling down. Please welcome Jen Colbert. Jen, how are you? Hi, Matt Falk. I'm great. How are you? This is great to chat with you. So the last time we worked together and the only time we've worked together is when we both filmed our dry bar comedy special yes in the lovely provo utah oh what a wonderful little, little city <laughs> a little nook a little a nook little, a little nook of utah that's right I, now i have to say something before we before we jump in and we're interrupted by any ghosts or anything that, that might show up um that was <laughs> that was one of the lowest days i've had in a very long time that day that we recorded that Really? Specials. I was in a very, very kind of low mental health state, and there was a lot of, like, kind of bizarre anxiety going on, and the first show was, was bizarre. There was a lot of that manifesting. Yeah. And then that second show, I was able to kind of pull myself together a little bit. Agreed. I did the same. But that being said, even in one of my my lowest moments of, of, of that year, you were such a highlight of that day. Oh, thank you so much. That was that was a very weird undertaking. It was. A little I didn't bizarre. realize how much I relied on alcohol, I guess, to make people <laughs> laugh because they were they were like drinking coffee and they were very alert and I was like, "Okay, people usually laugh at this part, but you guys are just Oh, but they don't usually laugh at that part. Okay. Like it was throwing me off. I guess I'm just not used to sober people uh, you need when a entertaining. Less alert. Yes. I, I just I maybe if we could have handed them like a CBD gummy or something at the door, <laughs> it could have been just a little more loose for everybody. <laughs> well, I saw both your shows from backstage and they were great. So people should check out your special now. It's called Top Banana on Dry Bar. Oh, you're very sweet. Well, I'm I'm also being honest, so that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jen, what I wanted to say before... Oh, no. Oh, boy. What? Yeah. If you can hear that, uh, I think we're about to get visited. I'm sorry. All right. No, it's, it's that time. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today, I take you to the worst audition you ever had. Oh, oh my wow. word. See, I was afraid this was going to happen because I had a talk with the ghosts before you came on, and I told them that you were an actor and you've been in all these great things. And I saw this little smirk <laughs> go over their faces, and they love to torture people. So, okay, so he's brought us here. We are, me and you are standing in the worst audition you've ever had. I can see everything that's happening right now. Can you describe to the people listening? We are at? in line in Atlanta, Georgia for last comic standing yeah. auditions. Yeah, I can see it. I can see the other the other people there. It was the very it was the very first or maybe second season of the show. Okay. It was very early on before, you know, we kind of knew what it was and I had waited in line all night long to get seen. I had I mean I had no I had maybe headlined, you know, a handful of times. I had no business auditioning for this show. 
Yeah. I'd stayed up all night to get my spot. And when I got in there, I don't even remember what I, I think I talked about biscuits. Like, I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I do remember it was nothing I had ever said before. So apparently I just got in there in front of like the two tonight show producers, the guys that could really make it happen if you kill it at this audition. And I ranted and raved. I don't even know what I said. Honestly, I don't know what I said. So why, wait, I need to interrupt. Why, why did you, so you went completely off? Yeah, look, you prepare something? I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> I didn't, I, at the time I didn't understand, like when, when they said two minutes that it needed to be like a complete, you know, two minutes when you're used to doing a, a longer set is difficult. It's its own beast. And I did not, yes, two minutes is, is I thought for God's sake, I'm going to have all night in line. I'm going to really think about, and what happened was oh, all night. I see. So when I get in line, that's when you're really yes, going to hone that's the two what I'm going to okay. hur hurl it out. And what happened was I got in that line. I started talking to the people around me because I'm a people person. I can never meet a stranger. Sure. And so I got all into their stuff. And then I started thinking everything I thought I was going to say was going to be stupid. Right. And then I start writing stuff like in the line. Like, I don't, man, I don't know what happened. It was sleep deprivation and it was cold. I was wearing, I was wearing like a rainbow colored neon hat like neon rainbow colors, like a, a snow hat and like a big part. We were outside like all night long in Atlanta in like February or, or January, February. It was, it was terrible. It was the worst. You had never, you had never headlined before. I had, so, I had headlined. Oh, you had. But I had, but I had no business headlining. Like I, I didn't see. have the time. So this was the really early, the early phases of headlining when someone yes. says, do you have an hour? And you say, yes. Yes, of but course I do, because what I have is 25 minutes and a lot of crowd work experience. Right. I'm good. I'm quick on my feet, so I wasn't worried about it. But, you know, you can't just do crowd work in a yeah. room of two at mm -hmm. a, an audition. So I was the same way early on, So I had, but I had magic. So I, I started oh, off when I was 15, right. 16 years old as a mm -hmm. magician. So my first time, like, headlining a comedy show, the producer said, do you have... 45 minutes to an hour and I said absolutely and I I closed with magic tricks and these weren't like funny magic tricks they were just magic the, tricks. Sh the show just shifted it just went from and I wasn't a good magician either it just shifted from like a fine stand-up comedy show to a really bad magic show and then it was over so it was like <laughs> in the beginning you you literally do whatever you yeah. have to do to get through it so you walk in there with your two minutes you start raving about biscuits you I don't, don't even know what, what you're said. saying <laughs> Look, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. These are like the flashes but that then, come through. Like when I start thinking about it and picturing it, the flat that's what I'm speaking. Like biscuits, butter. Like these are just the flashes of things that come to me while I think about what I said. And I don't, I genuinely don't remember. It, there is tape of it somewhere, I imagine. I mean, they tape those things, so then don't when, they? When you finished it, do you remember at all how they responded to the audition? They looked at me and were like, how long have you been doing this? And I was like, I was like, like 10 years. And they were like, what? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what I was saying in that room. It was very, it was all just a flash of. Have you ever gone back to last comic standing, Jen? I have not. It's I have too traumatic. not. It is. Yes. It hurt me. And here, and just in time. I don't know. Oh, if you can wow. That. That's loud. It sounds a little bit more festive. Yeah, that is loud. That is loud. Here he is. I am the ghost of comedy present. 
answer this. How do you stay creative? Oh, that's a very nice question. Oh. How do you stay creative? You're on the road a lot, Jen. I am. And I'll tell you that you don't have to do too much when you're on the road. That's true. Because so many insane things happen that I'm like, I got to write this down. Nobody's going to believe. I got to take a picture. Nobody's going to believe this. I got to make a video. Nobody's going to believe, you know. You're known as a storyteller, too. So a lot of your stuff comes from there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and like I said, I never meet a stranger. I talk to everyone. So, uh, you know, and oftentimes I will take on their stories and sort of. Uh, make them your own? Make them mine. Yeah. I've never heard I have that done before. that before. Yeah. I don't make their story, my story, but I put their story into my story. Does that make sense? So I'm telling like a bigger story. Either they show up in my story or what happened to them happens in in my story or what happened to them, I hear their story and it shifts my story somehow. So, you know what? I can can kind of relate to that in this way because, um, so the bizarre thing in stand-up is nobody wants to hear about your second cousin or a friend no. you met or someone in a, in a random line in Atlanta right. that you talk to. What they want to hear about is either from you or they want to hear about your mom, your yeah. dad, your it's wife, gotta be, your It's got to be more immediate, for sure, Close. for sure. Exactly. So I've, so I've done that. Someone came to me and told me the story, something ridiculous that their mom had done. And I was like, I need to use that on stage. But I, I didn't say my friend's mom. mom. I said, yeah, I said my that's, mom. that's it. And, yeah. you know, like I had a... Uh, a friend who I lived with uh, as an adult, uh, he and I were roommates and he just did a lot of stupid mm-hmm. stuff. And so <laughs> I would always, I would just say he was my brother. I would just say my brother did these things. I don't, yeah. Who cares about your roommate? Yeah. That Like, what am I going to, my roommate who I'm just friends with, we don't really live together. We're, you know, like, I'm not going to explain all that, but I can say, you know, my <laughs> moron brother. And now I have a character to constantly attribute stupid things that get said to you know look that's exactly right people say to me i had a woman say this to me last week on a i was doing a gig in turks and caicos Ooh, oh what a what a difficult life you've been leading i know i was working at a club med i was entertaining at a club med and she came up to me and i had done a, a news story and she did like some some research and found out that the news story i was reporting on though i read it as a real news story was was proven to be false and i was like well she goes it was very funny but it wasn't true i said well then it's a good thing that i'm a comedian and not a reporter like i'm not here to tell you the truth that's not my job if you want the truth go find that for yourself i am here to make you laugh i'm here to tell you things that are funny and so if that means that it's not true does i mean it's based in truth it's somebody's truth it happens somewhere sometime but but I'm not I'm not aiming to be plus it's truthful. like most of those stories that we'll end up taking are setups to something else anyway. So it's absolutely like, it's like they get I, eaten I'm... by the bigger story. Exactly. Which usually which usually is true because those are the things that matter more to me that's because right. they really happen to me. Yeah. And that's and true. the kind of truth that I'm trying to get through in comedy, and I'm sure you are too, is the truth of recognition. Hmm. And you Ooh, know, explain when what that goes, means. What yeah, tell, you know, tell when somebody says that's so funny because that's true. Right. Like I do Mm. that. That's why it's funny. Elaine Boozler used to have a joke when I was a kid and I thought it was one of the most brilliant jokes I'd ever heard. She said that drawer in the bottom of your refrigerator is called a crisper. And she said it should be called a rotter. 
That's where things go to rot. <laughs> she said, I literally opened it up one day and I said, oh, I don't remember buying limes. And those were heads of lettuce. So it, I was like, that's so funny because I've seen fruit shrink. I've seen lettuce yes. turn into, you know what I mean? So that, that yeah. recognition, that, that knowing, oh, I know what she's saying. I know that because it's happened to me and it is funny. I thought that too. That's yeah. what, tr that's the truth that I'm looking for in comedy. Not whether this really happened to me or who it happened to or in what year or does it scan with the time. Come on, man. If you're, if you're fact checking my comedy, I feel like I've lost you anyway. Way and things have gone down a bad path. You know what I mean? If you if you pulled out your phone and you're Googling, hang on, is yeah. this story real? I thought I saw exactly. on nopes.com that that couldn't have yeah. been real. Okay, so I'm just checking here, and uh, the ghost of comedy present says that that's not he's not letting us pass with that. So he's, so he wants more clarity. You, you stay creative by talking to other people. Is that well, the official I, Yeah, answer? I stay, I stay creative by, by going out and living life. I mean, I, I try to stay active. I don't just sit in my house and look at a computer and try to write jokes. I think that would be hell for me. That felt like a dig against me, Jen. Why did, why did that feel <laughs> like you personally Personal, attacked me right sorry, there? Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to trigger, but uh, it's, you know, I, what I do is I go out and do, things and by going out and doing things and by experiencing life and and talking to people and, and having adventures and putting myself in situations that probably don't make me as comfortable as I'd like to be. Mm. Uh, that that's what leads to the comedy. That's what's, that's, what's funny. If somebody says to me, Hey, do you want to go on a kayaking trip? You know, my, my right brain goes, are you out of your mind? You are too fat to fit in a kayak. Mm -hmm. And the left part of my mind is like, but that would be a really funny story. <laughs> so go. So I say yes to kayaking, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I feel like it's, that's how, what I do. I just sort of live life. It's so funny because that like that kind of cliche of, well, it'll at least it'll make a good story. It's so insanely true. Like my wife and I write uh, the, our comedy together. And when something happens in our lives or something terrible is going on, we'll often be looking at each other in the middle of it going like, this is going to be really great. It's not really great while it's happening most of the time. No, but at the same side, I, I always hate it when other people say it to me. When other people... Like something happens and they're like, well, this will probably be great for your act. And uh, I'm always yeah, like, right. you know what? Shut up. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me what you. to put in my act. Yeah, no, I'm the same <laughs> way. I'm the same way. It's like, I might, I might, but not because you told me to. All right. This is a whole different thing. Sometimes I'll say things and people will be like, that's part of your act, isn't it? And I'm like, no, I'm just talking to you. I'm telling you something that really that's genuinely affected me. And then I'm like, oh, but if it was funny, maybe I should put it in my, like, then I'm like, what did I just say? <laughs> say it back to me. I literally, I just did a benefit the other night uh, where the award recipient at the benefit was Dr. Phil and his wife. I saw so this on your Instagram. I'm doing, I'm doing comedy in front of Dr. Phil. And I, and I was like, how do I do this? Like, I, I want him to think I'm funny so badly. And so <laughs> I literally said to him, I, I just said, like, the, just the first thing that came to my head. And I said, I can't believe I'm meeting Dr. Phil and my whole family isn't on stage with me. And he, he stood up and clapped for me. And I was like, oh, that does feel like an accomplishment, doesn't it? And, and Oh, that's it was, a great line. It, ju it just came to, I swear to God, it came to me in that, in that very moment because I was like, how do I start this? I yeah. knew if I could start, I would be fine. Uh -huh. But I didn't know where to start. That's exactly it. And I, oh, I hate to do this. I hate to do this. Ugh. Yeah, you can hear it too. We're being visited for the third and final time. I am the ghost of comedy yet to come. 
And here we are, at the thing you are most looking forward to in 2023. Oh, that dude's hard to hear. Okay, so I- Wow, he is- he sounds gassy. He does. There's uh, something wrong. There's something wrong there. He's Okay, so he brought us here to the thing that you're most looking forward to in 2023. And I I'll be honest with you, I can see what's happening and it is incredible. Can can you oh. tell people what what we're looking at? Well, I have a very super secret project that's getting released in March uh of 2023. Wow. wow. Uh I was part of a a series that that is going to start then and you can fact check that on your own and, and get excited um i am i'm also looking forward to uh i've i've recently started playing a lot more performing arts centers i did the wow. i played a lot of colleges and clubs and stuff for a while and i recently did the showcases that you do to showcase for the performing arts centers yeah. and got a lot of bookings that way and so now i'm going to start playing theaters which nice. is super exciting for me and kind of a different vibe uh for this for the stand up comedy and the storytelling and i'm super excited to to sort of morph my my act into that kind of you know, more theatrical realm. I have some some slides that go with it now. I'm like multimedia. Oh my goodness. And uh, a little musical uh, number and such. I'm very excited about it. Well, and I'm doing a lot more traveling in 2023 as well. So like world traveling. Wow. Okay. Well, as a person who has seen your show, I think it lends itself like perfectly to theater. Yes, it, I, absolutely it does. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And now, okay, I... I could tell by the way that you were talking. We're not allowed you, by the words "super secret project." We're not allowed to talk about this. But let me. No. But it, you, you said it's coming out in March. Um, yes. And then at that point, obviously, you will be able to talk about it. But yes, tell, I will. Tell us. About, I will be screaming it from the rafters. It <laughs> it's is that exciting. This is major stuff. Yeah. Okay. So once yeah. again, because the ghost of comedy yet to come has brought us to this spot, I can see. Well, I'm going to try to be as discreet as possible. But please tell me. Okay. Was this a, a a bigger thing, obviously, than than you were like usually working on? You said you're yeah. Be this streaming was it, so. this is a. Um, I think I'm allowed to say it's a Marvel series. Holy uh, moly, kind kitty! So you know that was a big deal. Even when I auditioned for this part, the sides that they gave me were fake. I didn't audition with the actual script that I ended up saying it was yeah. fake, and then I got cast from that. It was that super. I didn't, I wasn't even sure what I had been cast on. Yeah. Because wow. all it told me was that it was a streaming series, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then when I got it, and I saw where the emails were coming from, I was like. <gasps> Oh my God, am I on that show? Like, I didn't realize it. And then when I found out, it was, of course, very, very exciting. Oh my word. And uh, yeah, it's this is this is a big deal, a good big one. And, so and I'm when, excited when I can say it. What's interesting to me is like when you have this big jump now, you, you, you're you on this series that, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a leap forward. And... How do you, how do you, yes, how, do you how do you feel when you're on set when you're you you have to do a job now but there's about to be a part of you looking around going this is insane this is crazy yes. I here are you nervous are you just excited is it a mixture yeah I I was not nervous because wow. it was so foreign to me I hadn't really watched a lot of this series before I did it. I watched okay. some to sort of see what the vibe was and what the tone was before I even did the audition. 
but I didn't watch the series until after I filmed because I didn't want to be starstruck. I didn't want to be nervous. Boy, I didn't want smart. to be, you know, all of those things. There was a lot of physical uh, workness. Yeah, uh, uh, expected of me in this. So th th it was very important for me to stay very present and to really react to things very um, over and over, you know, very dramatically. And so yeah. that was, um, and a lot of it was done with uh, green screen. Sure. So, which was actually blue screen. Yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. I don't mean to, to blow anybody's mind, but it's blue now. This or is it was crazy. It was, it was blue on this show. And so, uh, you know, when things are are coming at you or whatever, none of that was really happening. You had to just, you know, it was like an old guy with a broomstick running around a room so that your eyes had something to follow. But like, it was bizarre. I, I've auditioned for that role, by the way, the old guy with the right? broomstick. The old guy with the broomstick. Yeah. And and I'm so surprised you didn't get it. I know. But it was, uh, it was when I went to go do the ADR, the, the, yeah digital recording for the looping to like redo some of my audio stuff. They had put it all together. Right. So I got oh, to cool. see what it looked. And I was like, Oh, this, I was, look at me. I was doing so good <laughs> I, for, for acting with nothing. That's really incredible. There were a couple of times where I was like, you could have made a face there, Jennifer. That would have been nice. You just got shot and you just acted like, you know, something, a mosquito bit you what's happening. So, you know, it was, it was those kinds of things to watch myself kind of doing it, but yeah. it was very, it was very satisfying. It was very like, I, I, I didn't see myself on that kind of show ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And and to have gotten to do it, you know, everything that has happened, even when I got cast on American Horror Story, I was like, oh my God, uh, why am I even auditioning for this? They're never going to cast me on this show. I am not this kind of actor. And then I got it. And I was like, I don't know anything, apparently. So I, I was also very surprised to get cast on something like that. So my career has always been these these sort of projects that I don't expect. So really what I'm most excited about in 2023 is whatever weird thing I don't see myself in coming to fruition because that's what keeps happening. This is incredible. And we're almost at the end. But as always, let's wrap up by talking about what we feel the ghosts have revealed to us. And Jen, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but here, here's what I feel because they, they did this on purpose. They, they yeah. had something in mind for you to learn. And sure. I'm seeing a bit of a thread. And I'm seeing the thread of uh, a person who takes chances, who stands in line at auditions. And <laughs> at some times, those auditions go terribly, terribly bad. We start talking about butter and biscuits and who knows what else. Exactly. And sometimes those auditions go incredibly well. And even the things that we don't think that we're going to get, like American Horror Story or this unknown super secret project coming out in March. So what I'm hearing is you got to stay in the present moment and you got to stay yes to things because sometimes those yeses turn into things, even things that you didn't expect. Yes, I completely agree with that. And I would dare say that even the project that you and I worked on together, you know, yes. I think those kinds of things, you don't ever know where that's going to go or who's going to see that or how that's going to affect people. And so that's kind of what's so nice about what we do is that 
you know, I have people come up to me at shows. I'm sure you do too, who just say, I mean, just like what you just said to me, like I was having a bad day that day. Hmm. Like I was, I needed to hear something funny and I turned on the radio and there you were, or I I showed up at this work thing I had to do and there you were. And, and it's those kind of meetings and it's, it's those kind of connections that you get to make in this job that are just so, you know, you don't get that with everything. You don't get that sitting behind a desk necessarily. You don't get that going to an office every day. And we're so lucky to work in a business where we do actually, whether we're in the room or not, get to affect people's happiness levels. Yes. I love that. Jen, thank you. Where do people get in touch with you? Oh, it's so easy. I have a website, jencober.com, J-E-N, short for Jennifer, Jen. And then Cober, my last name, it's like sober, but with a K. (laughs) It's so simple, jencober.com. I love it. A big thank you to our very special guest, Jen Cober. Thank you to the ghosts of comedy past, present, and future. And most of all, thank you to you, our listeners. Hey, would you mind doing us a little favor on your favorite podcast provider? Could you subscribe to us? Could you also leave us a review? That really helps. That goes a long way. All right, that's it for today. Until next time, I'm Matt Falk. God bless us, everyone.